This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Welcome to Catholic Review Radio. I'm Father Stephen Roth, Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. On today's show, our guest is Franz Belieza. Franz is the newest seminarian studying for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. He joins 53 other men who are so blessed and talented and are giving of themselves with the hope that one day they will be future priests for our Archdiocese of Baltimore. Uh, Welcome, Franz. Thank you, Father Stephen. First and foremost, congratulations on being accepted as a seminarian. Thank you once again, Father Stephen, and I'm very much delighted to be part of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Franz, one thing that I notice so often as I travel around the Archdiocese to our terrific parishes is that whenever I speak about seminarians, families are always so curious to hear about each seminarian's vocation story. When did he start thinking about becoming a priest and how did he finally make that decision to discern and to enter seminary? So if you wouldn't mind to share with our listeners, tell us your story. How, how did you discern that the Lord is calling you? It was in 2010 when I and my brothers, we are from the Philippines, came to the United States together with my parents to be with them. And it was also in, in those times when I was in the United States when I discovered my vocation, just when I thought that I would have another kind of life transferring to the United States. But then I realized that it was also here that I discovered my call. It was in uh, 2011 when I started to discern the vocation to the priesthood and to the religious life. It was also, and it was in 2012 when I definitely answered God's call when I entered the religious life, the Oblate Apostles of the Two Hearts. For seven years, I was part of the congregation. But then... I realized that in in the long period of discernment and prayer, I realized that I am also I am called to the to the diocesan way of life. Such that in December of 2019, I visited my family again for the holidays. I expressed my desire to transfer to the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and that is where I started my application. And providentially, with God's grace, I was able to. Sable, I was being, I was qualified and was accepted in the Archdiocese of Baltimore to be one of its seminarians. Well, we're very lucky and happy uh, to welcome you. That's that's for sure. Franz, as, as you think about the possibility of being a priest in the Archdiocese, um, what excites you most? Uh, day one, what would you, what are you most excited to do as a priest? What excites me more, hopefully, to be, to be when I become a priest someday, Father, is to work with the lay people and to be involved much in the parochial and the sacramental life of the people, to have the people be closer to God and God closer to the people. Great. As I mentioned to you during the application process, we've been very impressed with your, your sincerity and, and your desire uh, to serve the church. Uh, Franz, even though you're a young person, you've experienced a lot both in the United States 
and in the Philippines. Uh, can you share just your, um, your perspective? Both cultures are obviously uh, very different and unique, uh, bringing many gifts to the church. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Catholic Filipino culture? The Catholic Filipino culture is definitely a vibrant and a, and there is one very famous and which is being practiced in the in the Philippine church the nine day novena in preparation for Christmas and this and this is very significant for all Filipinos because this helped us prepare for the coming of our Lord on Christmas Day and I believe this is also being practiced by some of the churches in the Archdiocese of Baltimore where there, where there is a good number of Filipinos, such as the Sacred Heart Shrine at Mount Washington and other churches also in the, in the Archdiocese. Part of what I've noticed um, with many Filipinos in our Archdiocese is that family is, is really paramount and it's, it's been so impressive. I, I really stand in, in awe of their appreciation for that family bond. Uh, how do you think your family uh, will impact your future ministry, knowing that your family is living here in this archdiocese. I should say, Father, that my family has a, has played a very big role in me answering my vocation to the priesthood, because first and foremost, it is in my family where I discovered my own vocation. It was through my parents and my siblings where they helped me realize the importance of God, the importance of the Blessed Mother in my life, the importance of the sacraments, and I know and I'm convinced that it is also with them and through them that I will be able to persevere and to continue and to be able to serve God and his people as his priest someday in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. You spoke earlier a little bit about, um, about your discernment from religious life to feeling that call to diocesan priesthood. Um, why do you feel that Baltimore is, is the diocese where, where you would like to serve? Well, apparently it is where my family resides. And I should say that being involved already in the parochial setup in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, I should say that I am feeling that I am already at home and that I am called to serve the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Great. I'm sure your mom is thrilled to have you back uh, uh, closer to her than thousands and thousands of miles away. Sure, Father. Definitely. Great. We live in a day and age where uh, a lot of people would say that there are so many other distractions uh, and not to consider discerning a call to priesthood. What would you say is the, uh, the reason or what has helped to propel you uh, to say yes to the Lord? It is the Blessed Mother's active participation and cooperation to God's divine plan that made her spiritually fecund that made her spiritually fruitful. And I believe we too, by virtue of our baptism, we will be able to be spiritually fruitful, to bring, to bring people closer to God, if and only if we will actively participate and cooperate to God's divine plan for all of us. I know and I am certain that it is not difficult. I mean, it is not easy to be able to know God's plan for our lives, but if we just take our time to listen to him, not in the noise of this outside world, but in the deepest recesses of our hearts, then and only then we can discover God's plan for us and we will be able to answer God's call with courage and with persistence. Well, very good. We are going to take a little break and when we come back, 
we're actually going to talk to Franz a little bit more about his background coming from Our Lady of Victory Parish. And also Franz is going to share with us a little bit about his experience of the application process to become a seminarian. I'm Father Stephen Roth, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with a Catholic Review. Voice of the Faithful, an independent group of lay faithful, released its fourth annual survey of financial transparency by the diocese in the U.S., with the Archdiocese of Baltimore one of only five in the country to earn a perfect score of 100 in the 2020 review. Dioceses with a perfect score ranged in size from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia with 1.3 million Catholics to the Archdiocese of Anchorage, Alaska, with less than 45,000. Baltimore was the second largest of this group, with 517,000 Catholics. Other top dioceses include Rochester, New York, and Erie, Pennsylvania. Baltimore has consistently ranked among the top dioceses since the organization began its Diocesan Financial Transparency Review in 2017. In that first year, the Archdiocese scored 55 of 60 points, or 92%. Voice of the Faithful said access to financial reports and information on finance councils and budgets help Catholics understand where their support is used. John Matera, Archdiocesan Chief Financial Officer, said, quote, We are very pleased to receive a perfect score in the report and proud of the measures the Archdiocese of Baltimore has taken to achieve financial transparency and integrity. For more on this story, visit CatholicReview.org. Barring any obstacles caused by the global pandemic, Pope Francis is set to begin international travel again in 2021 by visiting Iraq in March, which would make him the first pope to visit this nation. Among the places he will visit include Baghdad, the Plain of Ur, linked to the memory of Abraham, and Mosul. It would be the pope's first international trip since his journey to Thailand and Japan in November of 2019. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. Please remember to wear your mask, social distance whenever possible, and wash your hands often. From the virtual newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm Kevin Parks. Every child enters the world with limitless potential. Potential of mind. Potential of body. Potential of spirit. If there was only a place where that potential could be nurtured and challenged every day, where the limits of greatness, once unseen, could now be within reach. Catholic Schools, rise above. With inviting surroundings, complete independence, and an unmatched quality of life, Mercy Ridge is the unparalleled choice for your retirement lifestyle. It's a way of living that promotes an active, healthier life. Located in Timonium, Maryland, Mercy Ridge Continuing Care Retirement Community features a beautifully landscaped 32-acre campus. The grounds, dining, and recreational amenities and residences are designed to provide a gracious lifestyle and a variety of exciting activities. 
visit mercyridge.com. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. I'm Father Stephen Roth, Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Today we're continuing to speak with Franz Beliza, who is our newest seminarian in the Archdiocese. Franz, welcome back. Thank you, Father Stephen. Franz, thanks so much. In, in our earlier segment, you shared a lot about your vocation story and how you were able to say yes to the Lord to take this next step in discernment. Um, but a lot of people don't realize what the application process looks like for a man like yourself who is desirous of entering the seminary. So can you talk a little bit about that and, and maybe begin with describing the essays that you were asked to write for the application process? I was asked to write two essays. I was asked to write an autobiography, a six-page autobiography. And at the same time, I was also asked to write an essay about the priesthood. So these two essays were submitted to the vocations office and which were also used in the, in, in the screening interview as part of my file. So it's, it's quite, a, uh, quite a task to ask someone to, to write an autobiography and also to limit it to a certain number of pages. What was that experience like? How did you feel as you were asked to write about yourself? Well, although it was kind of difficult, but I, but I should say that it was, also kind of, it was also a good refresher for me to be able to go back on how I discovered my vocation, and at the same time, on how the current, the, my current situation affects my my future ministry, and hopefully as a priest in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. I wrote there. I remembered. I recalled those moments when I first discovered my vocation, even as a child, although it was not very explicit that I was that I said yes to God's call and say I would become a priest. But at the same time, it was also those small steps where God led me to be able to answer his call as his future priest someday. And Franz, as you know, I mean, we're certainly interested as an archdiocese to understand the applicant's uh, perspective of himself. But also another component is also seeing what others think of him and what they, what they see in the individual. Uh, can you talk about how you decided who you were going to ask to submit the letters of recommendation? That the application required. I chose six different people as reference to write the letters of recommendation for me and these people were close to my heart and in the same time they were also my former formators and rectors. Some of them or one of which was my spiritual director. The other two were my formators. One was my mother and the other two were my close friends. I was not sure of what they were about to write as, as to how they would recommend me, but there's only one thing I'm certain of, and that is I know that they are much happier as I am happy of my decision to become a part of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and I know that they are very much willing to help me to be able to push through in the application. And now I have an even harder question for you. Um, Part of the application process, as you know, involves going for a psychological evaluation. And I'm sure even just some of our listeners hearing that, they probably are in a panic thinking, wow, that sounds like it's torturous. Uh, without a doubt, I'm certain that having gone through it myself, it's not easy. 
but can you talk to us a little bit about what that what that process looked like? What was it like to go through uh, a psychological evaluation? Well, admittedly, taking the psychological evaluation was not easy. Um, I should say that there was a point when I thought the that the psychologists were kind of intimidating and they would like to get much information about me as much as they can. But at the same time, it was also the great opportunity for them and for me to, to really discover myself of who I really am and who I could become and eventually to help me realize my important role in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, God willing, hopefully one day if I will become, a, if I will be ordained as a priest in the Archdiocese. Without a doubt, the application process is a daunting one, but uh, the Archdiocese certainly appreciates your willingness as well as the other men who have gone through this process. Uh, a lot of times people think that because we have a shortage of priests that the application process is like a, a one-page online form, but the thoroughness is so important that we find the best candidates uh, to in some way measure up to the high caliber of, of priests that we have right now serving in our archdiocese. Franz, we've gone through the application process a bit, but I'm certain that there are, are other men that will be in your shoes, uh, discerning a call, not sure whether to take that next step. Do you have any advice for a discerner that might be listening? Allow me to borrow the words of St. John Paul the Great when he said, God demands much because, because he knows you can give much. The vocation to the priesthood will never be easy. After all, it is following the footsteps of Christ to carry his cross and to deny oneself. But there is one thing that Jesus gives us the assurance that, that as we answer his call and that as we carry his cross, we will never be alone and that he will always be with us on our side to journey with us on our back to push us whenever we feel tired or weary. And he will also be in front of us to lead us to the journey, to this vocation, to this less traveled road, so that eventually we will reach our destiny, which is heaven. One last question, Franz. To a parent or grandparent or, or a friend that knows of someone in their life that's discerning a call, um, what advice would you have for them as to their role and encouraging vocations. Do not be afraid. Just when you thought that your child or your grandchild has turned his back from your family, it's as if he's leaving your family. But the truth is that you are turning into one direction towards the same direction, that which is heaven, that which is to God, where he leads you spiritually and eventually you'll be able to reach your destiny well great thank you so much franz for being a guest on the show today um just a, a word to our listeners anyone that would like more information about our vocation program or our current seminarians please look out at um, bemorevocations.org again that's bemorevocations.org lots of information about discernment events and also opportunities to support our our current seminarians who we're so blessed to have uh, discerning within our archdiocese. Uh, again, thanks so much, Franz. And I'm Father Stephen Roth, Director of Vocations. Thanks again for listening to Catholic Review Radio.
As we close out this episode of Catholic Review Radio, we'd like to feature a special Advent song written by Tim and Julie Smith, longtime parish music ministers. They are also the authors of several musicals about the saints and Christian history, including Jubilee 2000, a musical celebration, commissioned by the Diocese of Phoenix for the Great Jubilee. Here is their song, An Advent Home. To listen to more of their music, visit timandjuliesmith.com. Again, that's timandjuliesmith.com. place an advent home, a holy time for grace, an advent home, Lord make our hearts an advent home, an advent home, where every decoration is a sign of incarnation an advent home where every conversation is filled with affirmation an advent home where service is the centerpiece and the walls say welcome in when the truth is on the table doesn't matter where you've been where the seeds of serenity are sown Where the simple love of Jesus can be grown It's the deepest love the human heart has known
probably not getting much church news in your daily newspaper or on your local TV station. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. There are so many ways to stay in touch with the Catholic Review. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Catholic Review Media will inspire, teach, inform, and engage you wherever your faith takes you. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.